Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park to the hollow sky podcast we are your host steven and kyle thanks for tuning in with us today and thanks for sharing us with all your spooky friends so that's cool yeah we appreciate it yeah you guys are dope as said before um we're coming to you not live but we're live now on this rainy saturday evening doing some marathon recording for you all and today, me and Kyle are going to talk to you about a little hypothesis called the simulation theory, where basically we all are living in a video game. But before we can do that, we got to go through the business. Let's so get it. Check us out at all our social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Apollo Sky Podcast. Hop on over there and tell us some creepy stories, share some memes, interact with everybody else, you know, just be cool. It's a cool place and whatnot. And if you do have some creepy encounters you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow. You can use your voice memo app on your smartphone, record your story that way, then send it over via email, which the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also write your story and email it over, and we'll read it for you. So, yeah, if you're a time traveler or a cryptid or a ghost or a demon or you've dealt with any of those, we want to hear about it. But if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes uh, podcast player, and if you would be so kind as to hop over there and leave us a five-star rating and review, we will gladly shout you out. So, today's five-star rating and review comes to 22, or comes from, comes to us from, 
22 Mike M. He says, awesome podcast, five-star rating. Quote, I am down with twerking, end quote. That quote comes from Kyle. Kyle, thanks for keeping it real. It's what I do, man. <laughs> like, I'm I not. wish I remember what episode that was on. I don't remember either, but. It is true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that fact. No, that there's nothing to dispute. No, no. For those of you that know me, you know me. I have a funny little story about twerking that I will share with everyone. Good. So my youngest boy got out of, we were riding somewhere and we got out of the car one day and as he hops out, he goes, oops, I twerked. And I'm like, he was, he was probably like six. I'm like, how do you know? Do you even know what twerking is? And he's like, yeah, it's kind of like farting. (laughs) Nailed it. Well, uh, yes, it is. Hopefully, wasn't talking about sharts. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just let him run with it. But that might as well. That is what that is. So, twenty-two Mike M from the United States of America. Thank you for taking the time to come over to the ratings and reviews and leaving us the kind words. I love checking them out. Yeah, and I'm glad that time. I can attract people, uh, attract like-minded people. Yeah, with my quotes there. Kyle is down with twerking. Yes, yes, I am. So, today we're going to get into our, um, before we get into our regular episode, we're going to talk about our personal encounter that was submitted, and it is a doozy. It's long. Yeah, it's awesome. So, I'm going to read this to you guys. This comes from Dave in Australia. What's up, man? Here we go. Good day, guys. My I love how he starts it out with, good day. Yeah, it's awesome. Good day, guys. My name is Dave, and I'm a listener from Down Under. I have three ghost stories to share with you today that are all linked. All of these ghostly occurrences, I say ghostly because I can't think of anything else as to what it would be, happened in my older brother's house in Queensland, Australia. I was present for one of them. The first of these occurrences happened just over a decade ago. He had recently had his first child, and in order to support her, his wife was working at home as an on-call nurse. She had set up an office in the house at the end of the hallway. This hallway had three rooms jutting off the sides with the home office at the end. There was one way in and out of this hallway, and this was via the kitchen. My brother had a day off of work and was sitting in one of the other rooms with his infant daughter who was sleeping. He was sitting next to her crib facing the door to the hallway. He knew not to bother his wife while she was working because she was often on the phone to people who required medical attention. The only reason she came out of her home office was to go to the toilet or get lunch or dinner. The rest of the day she was hunkered down with work. While my brother was in the room he caught a clear glimpse of his wife walking down the hallway to the kitchen. He even heard the footsteps thinking it was just his wife going to the kitchen to get lunch he didn't think much of it. He stopped whatever he was doing in the bedroom and walked to the kitchen to see how his wife was, except when he got to the kitchen, she wasn't there. He checked the rest of the house and the yard to see where she was, but could not find her. He then went down to the home office, opened the door, and his wife was sitting at the computer with her headset on talking with someone. She looked at him with the why are you bothering me look, so my brother closed the door and went back to the room. A few minutes later, his wife came from the office and asked why he had disturbed her. He retold the story, and she stared at him with a slight look of terror, saying that she had not come out of the office at all that morning. In fact, she just got off the phone from a two-hour-long phone conference and couldn't have left the office when my brother claimed to see her. 
being both relatively tired from the new child and working so hard, they dismissed it as a trick of the mind and never really spoke of it again. My brother told me one time and still adamantly claims that what he saw and heard was not a figment of the imagination. I'm going to stop there with that one. That sounds like... Um, here we go again. Yeah, I wouldn't go exactly with a ghost. No, it sounds like a time slip yeah. or... Uh, and I'm gonna just go for it. An alternate dimension. You no, I, I mean? absolutely agree. Like a pass, a pass between two dimensions. Yeah, it would be one thing if you didn't or he didn't acknowledge it as his wife. But if he's a hundred percent convinced that it was his wife, then I kind of rule out a ghost because it's his wife and she's obviously still alive. Yeah, it said he had he caught a clear glimpse of his wife walking down the hallway. Right. So that's that's. Uh, the more I look into it, the more I firmly believe that there are infinite dimensions and they do easily bleed in with one another. Right. Bleed in and out. Yeah, it's highly possible that, you know, he saw something from another dimension doing her, because like you've stated before, in these parallel universes and whatnot, like literally the only thing that could be different would be the fact that this monster can is still closed versus not or this pen is in a different location so i mean who's to say that she's not doing the exact same thing in the other dimension it's just that this bled over because they bumped into each other yeah and they just sometimes they interweave and don't even know it like, right because if the wife from the alternate dimension is still in the exact same house yeah she would never even know that she that she'd bled bled through or maybe right. he's the one that bled over into that dimension it's possible it's possible it's bizarre i don't think <laughs> And on top of that, it's not necessarily a ghost because his wife's still alive. Yeah, exactly. You know? And like I've mentioned before, there are um, accounts of people who are not dead being seen in different locations where they're not at. Like I read this account of a jogger who he jogged around the same so many blocks every day, every day, every day he lived in this neighborhood. Well, he moves states away and people still, he wore the same jogging suit is what the thing was, this red jogging suit or whatever the hell it was. And people were still seeing the red jogger jog around the block after the dude moved. It's almost like residual energy is yeah. kept there. It's like a residual haunting. He did it so much. It's like right. his energy is just there. Yep. On to his next story. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. Let's go. Well, going forward a few years, his wife and daughter are visiting their grandparents a few hours away for a couple of days. My brother didn't go because he had to work. He invited me over one night to have a few drinks and watch the movies. I went over. When I got there, my brother told me he had to quickly run to the shops to pick up some beers. He asked me if I could stay in the house so that he didn't have to lock up. I agreed. While he was gone, I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and the front screen door suddenly fully opened and then slammed shut. It wasn't windy that day, but me being the usual or me being usually skeptic for these type of things like ghosts, etc., I was ready to just play it off as a gust of wind blowing through. That was until a few moments later, the glass sliding door to the other room leading to the backyard fully opened and slammed. <laughs> Fuck that. I've never known any kind of wind or drought to open and close a heavy glass sliding door. I got a little freaked out. Then my brother's two Staffordshire bull terriers started barking loudly. I looked out the window into the backyard and they were standing firm at the other end of the yard near the fence facing the porch where the sliding glass door led to. They kept facing the porch and barked nonstop for about five minutes. 
Although initially scared by the whole thing, I consider myself to be a bit of a stoic personality. Can't relate. I simply said to myself, fuck it. I can't see it or fight it or fight whatever this thing is. So I'll just ignore the <laughs> asshole. I decided not to tell my brother when he got home 10 minutes later, as he was a little stressed out with the work. And the last thing he needed was another ghost story to stress him and his new family out further. I still haven't told him to this day. Maybe he'll listen to the podcast and find out. <laughs> I feel like we get along good, Dave, because that's that's where I'm at. Just like whatever, can't fight it. No, I agree. Yeah. And and up to the the sliding glass door part, it's weird because like just the other day I was, or the other night I was in the kitchen getting something to drink, and I'm getting ready to leave the kitchen, and we all we all know after living in our houses, we generally know the noises that our houses make. And I have a glass door from my garage, then like a solid door, and then you're in my house. Well, the glass door always makes a certain noise right before it closes. It'll make like a clicking noise. And I mean, I know it to a T because literally that's how me and my wife and the the family go in and out of the house all the time. We don't even use the front door. We always use the garage door. And so I'm... I'm sitting there getting ready to exit the kitchen and I hear that pop like somebody had just opened the garage door <laughs> and I, so I'd spin around real fast to look at it and I'm in anticipation of somebody being there and it is followed up once again, matching with your story. My little dog, a fucking little Chihulahu, he is sitting there at the door kind of sniffing underneath it. And just eyeball on the door like somebody's out there. Like maybe he heard it too. Yeah, exactly. And he'll usually he only does that when he knows somebody's out there. So, you know, I kind of man up, put my shoes on, go outside, and there's nothing there. There's nobody out in the garage at all. You know, every, all the doors are locked. The garage door's down. Now I would have freaked out more if, you know, to my left, the front door opens up or the patio doors open <laughs> up and then slam i've been like what in the fuck <laughs> like it came in and went out yeah if i've been like i'm going to bed bye yeah so i i understand I, I don't and i don't even know what this would be you know is it a possibility of the residual energy because we know. constantly use that same door and you know same with uh dave here in his story i mean is it a possibility of the residual energy or is it especially more so in his case is it more of something paranormal going on? I don't know, man. Because the sliding door, me. the sliding door is what gets me you in this story. Force to move a sliding exactly. Door. And then I don't see wind opening a sliding door. My question is, is if um, alternate dimensions bleed within one another, are they able to interact with the physical objects in said dimension? That's a good. That's a good question. That's so. a good question because that would. <laughs> That would put an entirely new spin on a lot of fucking you things. Would, you would think if it was from an alternate dimension, you would also be able to see it walking in and out if it has the ability to open the doors. Right, and that that would be... These sound like almost like two separate things. Like the seeing the wife and noticing the wife as the wife, I don't feel like that has anything to do with ghosts. Personally. No, I, I don't either, personally. That's some sort of time slip or... <sighs> Yeah. See, almost, and you, you you know, some people might initially go to a doppelganger 
but to my understanding of doppelgangers is they are a physical being. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, there's not, there's not saying that this wasn't a physical being. Yeah, that's you know true. What I mean, the, what he saw walk down the hallway to the kitchen, as far as he knows, was physical. He heard it. He saw it. You know. But noises and images could potentially bleed over from the parallel universe in in theory yeah. here. Now, the real question would be, like in the first one, is if he saw her interact with something physical. Like you were kind of getting yeah. at there. Like if did, she did, opened the door. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up into the last story and see how it all tied together. The last story, okay, here we go. The last story, when I heard it, chilled me to the core. My brother was home with his daughter one night while his wife was working late night shifts at the hospital. He would leave the front porch light on for when she got home late at night. There were four old school hanging lights about four meters apart from one another running along the length of the porch. The lights were about two meters above the ground. My brother was sitting in his lounge room when he suddenly noticed that all four lights when he suddenly noticed all four lights go out on the porch. He said he initially thought that the lights were um all connected in a series and that if one bulb blew, then the others wouldn't work. Kind of like Christmas lights. Right, exactly. Thinking that one of these bulbs is simply blown, he went to the garage and got a spare bulb, went outside to replace any blown bulb, except there weren't any blown bulbs. All four bulbs had been unscrewed from their sockets and were now laying unbroken on the concrete below. Whoa. My brother picked them up and started screwing them back in. As soon as the first one screwed in, it came on, which means which meant that the lights were not in a series. All of the bulbs worked once he'd screwed them in. Now, my brother is a tradie, a tradesperson, and was having somewhat of a prank war with his workmates. He thought that this was just a result of another prank. He called his mates and told them that it wasn't funny and to stop screwing with his house, except his mates claimed that they were all at the bar on the other side of town. They even sent a photo proving this statement. My brother then noticed something else. It was deadly silent outside. Remember how I said he had two bull terriers? Well, they bark at the smallest thing that walks past the fence, let alone anything that comes under the property. They had not barked at all this night. To this day, he has no idea how all four bulbs were unscrewed simultaneously and deliberately placed on the concrete below without breaking. If it was some kids in the street messing around, I say kudos to be able to silently sneak onto the property without setting the dogs off and to do the task without making a noise. My brother and his family have since moved from that house and have not had any more paranormal events, or at least any that they have told me. That's it for today. Sorry for the long-winded stories, but I thought you and your listeners might want to have heard them. Love the podcast, and I really enjoy the episodes of Cryptids. I'd love to hear some more mysteries in Australia, such as the Somerton Beach Man or the disappearance of Harold Holt. P.S. Drop bears are a real thing. Okay, the last one. That is effing bizarre. It is bizarre. In my mind, I saw them all go out one at a time. Yeah. Which is creepy, but when he said they all went out simultaneously and the fact that they're all unscrewed at the same time, being four meters apart from one another and laid down on the ground unbroken, that is weird. So at the very least, you would have had to have four people who could perfectly time the unscrewing of each light bulb. And then get past the dogs, which the, it'd be impossible for a person to get past the dogs. Yeah, this, this, I mean. <laughs> that, that almost sounds like borderline some fucking poltergeist shit. Yeah, which would also account for the doors opening. Yeah. And could essentially, if it's like demonic poltergeist, could account for him seeing the woman. Yeah. yeah. Or him seeing his wife, not the woman, his yeah. wife. Because that's what I was thinking 
the first go around with the wife is that it could be some type of demonic thing, but you don't hear too, at least I don't personally hear too many stories of actual visuals of mimicking your loved one. Like, like, you know, you and me talk about it all the time. Like if we were going ghost hunting and something involving a kid pops up, whether it's a ball rolling across the ground or whatever, fuck that. I'm not dealing with that because it's one of the telltale signs of demons is that they, they take on the form of a child, and so I, I'm out. I'm not dealing with that, but I don't know. Hopefully, it wasn't some type of demonic entity. Hopefully, it was just some type of, a, at the least, a, a poltergeist fucking around and being a dick. But uh, <laughs> it's good to hear that since he moved, they're not experiencing anything, at least to your knowledge, so it almost makes it sound like whatever it was was tied to that house. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, ask your brother if there was any other kind of weird shit that went on in the house that he didn't really put toward these other stories because there could be other stuff going on that were tied that were tied in that didn't really seem too weird at the time. But if you mix it in with all this other crazy shit, right. it, could, it could just be extra layers to the things cake. Things disappearing, know? things being in different places. And if it's possible, the new family that bought the house or moved into the house, if there's still any connection with them, you can see if anything weird's going on there. That's true. But that could also suck because they'd be like, hey, dick, so you knew about this and then you sold us the house anyways? I'd say, sorry, and then I'd drive away. <laughs> Forget I ask. Yeah, I don't know, you guys. Skirt. Bye. <laughs> So, Dave, thank you so much yeah. for s- taking the time to write this out and send it into us. Don't apologize about no, it was awesome. having the long stories. We love them. We yeah, love it was an awesome the story. Shit. Um, I have been looking into the Summerton Man. That uh, whole situation interests the hell out of me, and I'll probably do an episode on it shortly. I don't know if I've read into... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, Drop Bears, real thing, which is terrifying. Kyle's mouthing, what the fuck is a drop bear? Yeah, what the fuck is a drop bear? I'm pretty sure it's koala bears that drop out of trees on top of people. Well, fuck that. I'm pretty sure. That's why I'm not going to Australia. I'm sorry. I think Australia would be awesome to visit, but literally everything down there <laughs> wants to fucking kill you. That's true. Everything down there. But I've heard that it's super cool in Australia that most of the people down there are chill as hell. I would go there. I would probably go too. I say that I wouldn't, but I'd be scared of some crazy ass koala bear jumping out of a tree and landing on my face. Yes. Yeah. And it was on fire earlier this year. <laughs> Fuck that. That sucks even more. <laughs> I hadn't looked into Harold Holt very much, but I will since we got a request and I'm a big uh, stickler for people to disappear. Because yeah, I think that is that kind of Steve's the, thing. The fact that people can just walk off the face of the earth just blows my mind. Like yeah, it's especially in today's world. Yeah. But again, thanks so much, Dave. Hope all's going well. Yep. Down on that big island to the south. Hope you guys are doing okay and all the COVID things. So stay safe and stay weird, brother. Thanks for the cool stories. Yeah. Um, on to today's little subject. I'm excited. I am too once we get this off the ground. I'm so excited. let's go. Kyle, simulation let's go. theory. Are we is the world we live in real? Or are we living in a simulation? Basically, is this a video game that we're living in? Well, if it is, I hope that I'm Neo. Yeah, well, I've never seen The Matrix, funny enough. Well, you're stupid. That's true, I am dumb. <laughs> I kid, I kid. 
Okay, so the simulation <clears throat> theory basically states that our entire existence, everything that we hold true, we hold dear, everything from the smallest grain of sand on the beach to the largest supernova in the sky is just a program on somebody's computer. Yeah, it's just a one or a zero. Yeah, just a program. Yeah, and I mean, in the if you don't want to dive too much into the, I mean, come on. It doesn't take rocket science to figure out what the simulation theory is. Yeah, it's so, like it's like The Sims. We're basically yeah. everything that we're doing is in a program of a higher being. Exactly. Which <clears throat> doesn't sound too much different than religion. No, and there's a lot of things that that make me excited about talking about this because, but it it could I mean it's it's fucked up because you could also run a lot of the the parallels with uh, alternate dimensions, different timelines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited to talk about this subject. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah. It's something that definitely interests me. Going off of the alternate dimensions I was thinking about, each if, if this is a theory, if this is just a computer-generated existence, the theory that all alternate dimensions only have a little bit of change could just be as simple as one computer code in the simulation <laughs> being changed for every dimension. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. The idea that there is some sort of supercomputer running our existence leads forth to the idea that there is something, some entity essentially programming the computer. Right. Which, like I said, kind of sounds like could a be whole quote unquote God. God. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't even know like where to go. It's so you start to dive into this and you find odd little snippets of stuff that you're like, holy shit, maybe there is something to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There is a page I found from Vulture.com. It's called 15 Irrefutable Reasons Why We Might Be Living in a Simulation. I'm going to talk about the first one is the most obvious one that we've talked about before. Yep. Is the Mandela Effect. Right. Where you have stuff that you think has happened one way and you go back to it and it's clearly happened a different way. Berenstein, 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 Berenstein Bears, you know? Mandela Mandela dying at one point, but actually he didn't die until another point. Right. And Shazam, the movie that doesn't exist, are all signs that this could be just programmed in to the simulation that we're living in. And when Elon Musk thinks that it's more probable that we are than aren't. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's literally one of the smartest men on the planet. Yeah, and, and another one, Neil deGrasse Tyson said there he put the odds over 50-50 that our existence is someone and not, we're just existing on someone else's hard drive. So there's there's another super crazy intelligent person that is like, yo, yeah, and odds are in that favor. There's so many weird little quirks. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson noted, for example, the difference between the intelligence gap between humans and chimpanzees, like there is a obvious huge gap yep the way we the way we use tools and everything but we share more than 98 percent of our dna with the chimpanzees yeah i've i've often 
thought about this same thing like like as far as evolution and shit goes it, it blows my mind because you know you think that we evolved from these creatures and once again I'm not a fucking scientist but these are the thoughts that plague my mind is like if we did essentially evolve from primates why are primates not occasionally producing more of us so to speak if that makes sense why say that again why aren't primates like continuously evolving no like so like if we evolved from primates there had to have been like at one point a primate gave birth to us right in a nutshell anyways a form of us like because it didn't just one day we just appeared from primates you know it, it had to have been through birth etc cetera, etc cetera. why is that not still happening why are there why is that anomaly still not taking place i mean maybe it is we're just our our concept of time is so small we're just not noticing it that's a possibility you know too I mean? but it's just it's one of them questions that plague me because i you know i i do kind of feel like once again because our our race is so far past hey hollow cult the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots how awesome would that be nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots if you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time, from an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109 chimpanzees and the the apes anyways primates um that i've often wondered are we are we even from this planet are we are we a petri dish for aliens so to speak or are we a simulation are we a simulation yeah i mean it's if you sit down and think about it it's i mean if you can push aside your beliefs whether it's religious or scientific or whatever it does plague your fucking mind a little bit yeah at least mine and you have you have theories like the Big Bang, that there was this huge burst of energy that kicked off and created the universe. Well, like, what is that similar to? It's like turning on a fucking light. Somebody turned on a, on a video game. Right, yeah. And boom, it starts up. Like, like in the, have, you play a video game and you get so immersed in it, you sometimes you forget you're playing a video game. Oh, yeah, for you know sure. What I mean? And in, in those video games, I know we control the characters, but what, at what point do they, what if they realize they're in a simulation? You know what I mean? That'd be weird. It is weird. It is weird. It's it's almost terrifying thinking that at any point someone gets bored with the video game and just shuts it off. Boof, done. Yeah. We're over it. Yeah, because that could happen to us. Yeah. Unless we're just some type of never-ending computer uh simulation like it's just running constantly this article from the vulture has a bunch of different um little tidbits like either explaining why there's this we could be in a simulation or explaining away stuttered there for a second (laughs) it's good explaining away other theories by the simulation they talk about missing aliens how we spent so much money and time and billions sending probes through the galaxy we should have had irrefutable evidence that there's aliens right i don't buy that because you don't think so no because think about it if you're assuming or they are assuming that whatever's out there is going to contact us in the same manner that we are contacting them it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand fucking music or or language the way we perceive language I mean, for all we know, one of them fucking asteroids could literally be their way of saying, hey, how's it going, guys? Could be a rap song. We're out here. It could be a rap song. I don't fucking know. But in the previous episode, supposedly there are um, aliens who may have sent us messages in the form of uh, asteroids, comets, or whatever that crash landed on Earth. I mean, that's... Just be, I mean, that's the thing about the humans is we think that hey, you send a, a, uh, a, a recording of me going, hey guys, uh, we just want to let you know that we are on Earth. You know, if you're out there, give us a holler. We're here. We anticipate the exact same response. Somebody, you know, an, another person being like, oh hey, well we're from Saturn. We're just uh, <laughs> we're just gonna, hanging out over here. We're and you. When I think of aliens, I think that they're so far technologically advanced that them, it's either a testament to how they think we think, 
by them carving symbols onto rocks and throwing them at Earth. Yeah. Or they're not nearly as technologically advanced as I think they are. That's possible, too. But this is kind of on par with you. Like, they state aliens would likely be far more technologically advanced than we are, and the fact that we haven't located them suggests that we either live in a simulation that they figured out how to escape from, or maybe our simulation only has enough memory to simulate one planetary civilization at a time. That's possible, too. <laughs> um, it goes in to talk about the that electron uh, particle double slit experiment. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about that before? I can't remember what episode that is, but I do remember talking about it. Maybe Glitch in the Matrix? Maybe. Um, where electrons are supposed to act a certain way when fired through this copper plate and like a wave-like behavior. But when the same experiment is conducted under observation, electrons behave like particles, not waves. So there's no interference in the pattern going through the slit. Way over my head, but they're not supposed to act like that. And they do, which somehow suggests that it's a computer simulation or there's alternate dimensions, which could both go hand in hand. Yeah, which... Who knows? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a little mind-numbing at times. 2017, a multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could embed malicious computer codes into physical strands of DNA. How does that make you feel, Kyle? Pretty fucking dumb. They were trying to show that all of this computer gene sequencing thing that they're trying to do like Like CRISPR yeah like CRISPR they were trying to prove that it is vulnerable to attack see and that that kind of fucks me up more now that I think about this because for those of you who do listen to a lot of podcasts and if you listen to Joe Rogan Joe Rogan has had Elon Musk on there a couple times well Elon Musk has not only stated that it is more probable that we live in a simulation than not. But Elon Musk is also working on a device called the Neuralink that will be embedded in your brain that basically works like a computer. And he said it's to increase the bandwidth between you and information and shit like that. Fucking simulation. uh, Yeah. But what if, what if Elon knows more than he's telling on? And this is a way to, basically get in and crack the simulation to help us get out of the simulation. Well, I'm going to be the first to state right now that Elon Musk is a computer, and if there's any That's super true. genius that created a simulation that we're all living in, it's probably fucking Elon Musk. That's true, too. So, Elon, if you're listening to this... Come on our show. Make a simulation where I'm not only good-looking, but I'm also rich. Deal? Ooh, so that's... Deal. Do we go that route, or do we have him on the show? Both. Okay, I'm good with both. <laughs> So these guys were just trying to show, hey, you can hack into DNA with this computer computer code, but also they kind of proved, hey, maybe weird. we are computer code. Which is weird. Um, climate change. They say climate change is a convenient way uh, of suggesting that we could be an ancestor simulation created in hopes to show future races how to deal with a civilization on the cusp of a horrible disaster. Oh, okay, I got you. You know how we how we're riding the line all the time, right, energy right. crisis and all this shit. 
maybe they're maybe they're playing it like what would you guys do to solve this problem right gotcha and apparently they're not doing it so basically it's saying we're more of less like a training exercise yeah that's probably failing <laughs> i'm sure and and covid-19 was just a hacker it very well could have been it was a dlc content <laughs> <laughs> that sucks that does suck oh, um COVID-19 they talk they talk DLC. about how how video games progress how the graphics in video games if you think back in the back in the 70s video games were were pong you know what i mean two yeah. rectangles and a dot yeah 40 years later we have photo real photorealistic 3d environments where you can play with hundreds of thousands of people at the same time that's true you know, it's it's came so far. Eventually, it's progressing. Yeah, eventually it's going to get to the point to where you're not going to be able to tell the difference between what is a game and what isn't. You and when you even now. even then, you probably for some people they're probably going to choose VR over real life. Real life. And it just makes you wonder if you have a more advanced civilization that's that could com- put together this simulation that we live in, this whole advanced world we live in. It easily, you know, it's easily to buy into the fact that their that their graphics and shit are so much further than ours. Right, like, exactly. Like where, yeah. where we are now. Um, this one kind of got me. Uh, there is a theoretical physicist named James Gate. He claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that he was looking into that describe the fundamental particles of our entire universe. He says he has found error-correcting codes, basically the same thing that make web, browser, web browsers function. Okay, that. I got you. So, I mean, the, that one's kind of questionable because I look into it and you find people that are like, yeah, this is real computer code. And then you find people who are like, well, it's not really computer code. And Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of debunked it, sort of. He says maybe he found computer code because that's what that's what our lives revolve around now. He said where where like if you're a hammer, every solution, to every problem involves a nail. You right. Know what I mean? gotcha. yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. just kind of looking for it. Yeah. Um. What else do we got here? But just because he's looking for it doesn't make it any less real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the fact that he stumbled upon it. Kind of make kind of leads more credence to it too. Right. And the fact that there's computer code, regardless of what it is, if it's, it's still computer fucking code, weird. Regardless, in the mathematical equations of our of the physics of our universe, kind of leads credence to the fact that we're well, in a simulation. Not only that, but like because as you were saying, there are actual computer guys out there who who literally compared this to error correcting computer code that actually works. Yeah. Like, it, it legitimately works. So why would that just be a random anomaly? Yeah. You know, you you, you got to play the, the random odds there. Those odds have to be fucking crazy to be able to just randomly land on that. Like, well, it's just it's just a coincidence that this happens to be the same numbers that actually fix this web browser. It's that's so That's kind of weird for me. Um, the fact that we live in a Goldilocks zone. Yeah. How everything just happened to land absolutely perfect to, to where we are. create life. Yeah. It says the Earth exists within what astrobiologists call a Goldilocks zone, close enough to a star that a greenhouse gas can keep 
trapped heat to or can trap heat to keep liquid water, but far enough away that the planet does not become a Venusian hothouse. I guess that's from Venus. That we live in such an orbital sweet spot, it's circumstantial evidence for simulation. If our sim designers wanted us to succeed, it makes sense that they would place us exactly where we are in such a cushy environment. I mean, I can't really argue that too much. No. No. Um, There's some other ones there, but it's just... There's so much just weird shit. I don't even... I don't even know. The fact that that, that computer code is what got me and really kind of set it off for me. The fact that oh, he found imagine. that in the physics, I can in the imagine. physics formulas. Well, there's things that, I mean, I would attribute to, or at least you could attribute to a simulation. Like, I, I kind of have this belief that, so like monks, right? You, you look at the old school monks who have said, were said to have powers. Like, they could they could almost focus and will their energy to heal people, or heal themselves, uh, not feel any pain, etc. Just whatever you, you know. You look into any of it, you can find something. But what if, what if these guys just figured out a way to partially become Neo, where you could influence or manipulate the code that's running in the program to kind of self-benefit, Maybe even if they, even if they weren't even aware that they were able to manipulate the code. They just somehow figured out how to do it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't know, man. There's so many, so many things that could be, the more you look into it, the weirder it gets. Like I saw one person compare it to, like say you're playing The Sims, right? You build your character and you build a little house and in that simulation, they are programmed not to be able to pass through walls, right? Yeah, so to them, the wall is real. It's physically real. But right. it's just numbers and code. Right. Well, if you look at our our existence, the walls that we find physically, that we accept as physically real, are just a bunch of atoms and particles bouncing off of one another that should be easy to pass through. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking weird. It is weird. Another thing that I think about often is, which I guarantee you, <laughs> being in the field that you work and just life in general, how many times have you been out doing something, whether it's on the job or just out in life in itself, and you have those, I guess for lack of better words, like near-death experiences or say you're working and a bolt flies right past your head and you, you almost feel inside like I should have been dead right there. Yeah. Maybe like, you were. What the fuck are the odds? <laughs> what the fuck are the odds that that just randomly was an inch from my face instead of in my face? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Because I've, I've done that at my job where something – happened I didn't get hurt and it, nothing went wrong but you almost feel like something was supposed to maybe go wrong or it was so close to going wrong that it, I don't know it just feels like you know back to religion some people think it's guardian angels and people looking out for you and what if that's just part of the program what if what if 
what if fate itself is part of the program? Like they, you know, well, Kyle's not supposed to get uh, hurt on this day. He's supposed to break his leg two months from now. You know, it's yeah. not today. It's it's weird. It's those weird weird occurrences where you're just kind of like, what in the fuck? And there there are actually a couple Reddit threads dedicated to, oh, are we living in a simulation? Of course there are. And I'm just looking through theories here. Reincarnation is your simulation resetting. You lived a lifetime. Ooh. In that lifetime, you were a terrible human being who only cared about money and hurting others. You keep on reincarnating, maybe 20 times or more. In your last lifetime, you discover that life is a simulation through watching YouTube videos. <laughs> you learn love, kindness, forgiveness, become open to new ideas, love everyone, treat everyone with respect and warmth, and you dedicate your life to helping others and teaching them that we live in a simulation. You stop reincarnating. Your simulation is over. Congratulations, you did it. <laughs> but then where do you go after the simulation? To you become... The, the trash can? Yeah. They just put you in the trash bin? Yeah. <laughs> you become an achievement. See, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like on the Xbox? When you talk about reincarnation like that, it makes me th- go back and think about uh, the movie The Matrix. Because in the second Matrix, they kind of directly link the paranormal to the simulation because they have these these entities in there like the ghost twins and shit like that that were basically like old programs but they're still running you know what i mean so it basically saying that these things could be like uh what was on like sim city you could get fucking bored and be like you know what i'm gonna simulate a alien invasion and destroy my fucking city yep like these are just little programs that you can run and just see what happens yep and they're one of the defenses is that if this is a simulation, why is it so shitty? Why why are we all why do we treat each other so terribly in the simulation? And then I think about video games and look at games yeah. like Grand Theft Auto and how we play them. We, we want to be shitty. We are the absolute worst when it comes to shit like that. And I mean, if if we could house, if we could actually build a video game to have this type of capacity where, you know, imagine you take the the Grand Theft Auto setting where you're playing and then you know, say, say your character's walking down the street right now and kicks in the door. How much more immersive and interactive is it to see a woman sitting on the couch watching TV? You look through the bedroom window and you see two guys sitting at the computer doing a podcast. I mean, that, yeah. that is so much more immersive. And if if Grand Theft Auto could pull that off, imagine the attractiveness that those video games would have at that point. Yeah. For sure. Another another thing is is if we are first thing, I feel like our sim if we are in a simula- simulation, it has to be flawed because if everything was perfect, I feel like eventually we would get to a point to where we'd be like, man, everything's going too fucking good. Well, and and on that note too, sorry for cutting you off. But, oh, you're good. Um, I really do like your theory. Uh, like you gave the example of climate change. That, to me, could lead credence to why is the simulation so shitty. Maybe we are the simulation to figure out climate change. But they just have all these variables in here. And like yeah. you said, it's it's not perfect because they're, they're just trying to basically throw in all this randomness. Like, you know, trying to uh, predict human nature, so to speak, which is utterly random. You don't know why people do this, that, and the other. But the end goal is to try to figure out this this problem that they're having. So they're just oh, trying yeah. to emulate 
everything that they could it is, that's exactly from their right. world into it. It is almost like a disaster simulation because if you think before before Corona hit, the big thing was was climate change. Everybody was worried about yeah. climate change, this and this and this and this. And it's like all of a sudden we throw this little guy into the mix. Boom. Yep. Worldwide virus. Yeah. So I really I really like that that theory you, you you brought up. I mean it to me that makes a lot of fucking sense. And if another thing I think of, if if we are living in a simulation and people find out like I'm torn about human nature and how we would react. We would exploit it. Because me, if I found out we were living in a simulation, I don't really give a shit. So I would probably just continue going on as I'm going on because it's the only thing I know how to do. You know, I'd probably just continue going to work because I've been going to work forever and just living life mm-hmm. like it was. I'd be looking for a motherfucking game genie. Yeah, that's true. I'd be like, I need cheat some code. cheat codes, dude. <laughs> but I feel like there is a pretty significant percentage of the population that would exploit the hell out of it and be like, we're not even real. Let's do shitty ass shit all the time. Who's to say that they haven't figured it out? Maybe they have. I don't fucking because know. Because if, I mean, if, if we, if, okay, we're just, we're diving down this hole, so everybody just run with me here. Uh, the occult. How could that not, I mean, that could easily be somebody figuring out that we're part of the simulation, and they're like, you know what? We don't exactly know. That's the demon DLC. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't know how to get, escape the simulation, and, this table, I mean, it fucking feels real. When it I eat that real. steak, it tastes good. So, why not just live our best life? Doing whatever the hell we figure, want. Yeah, because we know how to exploit the code to our advantage, so why not? Just just roll with it. Or maybe like in the Matrix, the movie, the one guy, he's out, but he's like, fuck this, I want to go back. I'm tired of the real world. I want to go back to this world where takes their steak tastes amazing and i you know i can live my best life here and you you know damn good and well if we had a vr that was like that people would rather live in there than out here oh yeah because look at the people who've literally lost everything to games like world of warcraft and shit like that <laughs> i mean it's, it's so immersed it's, yeah it's there i mean it's happened yeah it's just on a less grand scale. It just, I don't know. Like, I know there's not a lot of evidence one way or the other, but I thought I'd just look into it a little bit to give you guys something to think about. No, it's fun. Possibly we are. Like I said, it's hard to prove one way or the other. It's fun. There, you, you should read that story off of Reddit. Oh, I, I shut it down. The, oh, more, I got in, the more I got it into it, so I was funny. like, oh, my gosh. And we, I would probably have to ask permission. To, yeah, that's to true, too. I forgot. But there was also some um, MIT guys or some college that put together an experiment to prove that we are not living in a simulation. It had all of these atoms or protons moving about. And the more he added to the simulation, considering like that they're actual beings in the simulation, like as within world population... The more beings he put in it, the more energy it took to keep them all moving about their their daily lives, quote unquote. And by the time he got to the actual population of the world, there was not enough energy left to keep all of us functioning as we would as we were. Right. So somebody countered that with maybe the simulation that we are in right now 
does not have the ability to produce the energy to prove there's that similar, simulations yeah. exist. Right. Like you can always counter one way or the other. Yeah. And I would I could also side counter that. I mean, you you go back to um what's his fucking face? I can't think of his name right now. Just released a documentary on Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Talking about aliens and shit. Yeah. And the way they power their spacecraft. Element uh one fifteen or whatever the fuck it was. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't remember the name. And who's to say that the people running this program, they're obviously far more advanced than we could ever imagine. So who's to say they didn't create a power source that is capable of doing this or having a LRD element that's more significantly more power than the way we even perceive power Oh yeah, it could I mean, be something it, completely. Yeah, I mean it could be. We can't even. Oh no, yeah, you can't even fathom it. Yeah, exactly. It's just I don't know, man. It's fun to think about. It really is. Yeah, uh, it's hard going into these, going into theories because that's just what they are. They're theories and hypotheses, so you don't. They're they're not proven, you know. So you just kind of take them with a grain of salt and come up with your own conclusion. I just thought that you guys would like to kind of open your eyes to that. And we want to hear what you think. Do you think we're living in a simulation? Do you think that we are just part of somebody's video game going through our lives? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's just as much a chance as, the, as it not being one. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, unfortunately, at the end of the day, my conclusion is that of every other one. It's basically like I don't know. If it if let's just say if it is, I wouldn't be shocked. If yep. it's not, I also wouldn't be shocked. Yep, that's pretty much how I run my life now as well. Yeah, because like I said, if I did find out, I would just be I'd be like, all right, oh well. Yeah, because if you if you did find out, I'd well, like, what would you do with that information? It would be fucking cooler if you built a cooler character that I was. Yeah, because. <laughs> You know, like you read the one thing that said, if it was a simulation, I'd just go fucking full send. <laughs> yeah, G- <laughs> GTA full send and end up dying by simulated cop suicide. Right. I mean, that's so, what I was talking about about people being shitty. Yeah. If they find out, they're, they're just like, we're not even real. So what does it matter if I killed four hundred people or some shit? You know. But at the end of the day, like, we also don't know if you get another life either. Like if if. Like, oh, Steve's got three lives left. We don't know that. Oh, wouldn't that be awful? Yeah. To know that? Yes. I was listening to Woody and Rizzuto show. That's a local radio station. You guys can probably check their podcast out or YouTube them. Yeah. But they were talking about questions. What if you had the ability to know questions that you don't know now? Like... The top five times you almost died. And there was a bunch of weird shit like that. I don't know where I was going with this. I, I don't just, know either. I just got caught off guard. <laughs> but I was thinking about li- like getting free lives and shit and how weird that was. Scrap all that. <laughs> no, that's good. Forget I mentioned it. I was going somewhere, but I sidetracked. It happens. Anyway, somebody reset this simulation because my brain just froze up. That's a glitch in the Matrix. That's what our lives are. That's true. It is a giant fucking glitch. Anyway, wrapping it up now. 
Hope you guys look into this. Uh, let us know whether or not you think that our existence is our own or if we are just existing in someone else's video game simulation. Control, alt, delete. True. Until next time, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Hit us up there and share all of our, all of your creepy stories with us. That'd be dope. That would be. Yeah. So until then, stay weird, stay safe. And if you're living in a simulation, just don't be a shitty NPC. (laughs) Touche. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.